It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's important not to draw too many conclusions too soon from what was said during the new ownership group's introduction to D.C. media and Washington fans. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into your Monday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and you can continue conversations just like this one with me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82 or via text by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Commanders. I'm a credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I am here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And I appreciate all of you for joining me here and supporting the show like you do. On today's episode of Locked on Commanders, we're going to discuss the secondary group preview before training camp gets started for us on Wednesday. And we'll talk about impressions made in our first meeting with the new ownership group. But before we get there, I do have to tell you that this episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. A lot of words were said on Friday, but there wasn't really much in the way of definitive answers given. And that's why it's going to be important not to get too spun up about anything the new owner said to media and fans on Friday. So going over the introductory press conference and pep rally highlights, Locked On Commanders, we were on ground Friday at FedEx Stadium, FedEx Field at the stadium to meet the new ownership group, participate in the press conference, and then afterwards uh, made our way over to the pep rally. I got to meet more than a few uh, of Locked On Commanders listeners and viewers, so I greatly uh, appreciate all of you who came up to me and said hi, or even just kind of in passing mentioned that you listened to the program. Greatly appreciate all of you. Hope you had a really great time. At FedEx, it was really encouraging to see all of the people at FedEx. I actually sent a text to my subtexters while I was there, and I said, "Guys, this place is packed, and it's really, really encouraging." Uh, because, of course, we all remember last year during training camp, some of the photographs that made the rounds on social media of of Ashburn in the practice field not looking all that too impressively full. You know what I mean? So we're hoping that with the bleachers coming in, with the commanders busing people in from Dulles Square, that maybe there will be more uh, of a presence. And of course. I will share some more information on that in our mailbag up. So we've got a question from a, from a commander's fan kind of wondering how fans can get to training camp practices and, and all that stuff. So I'll go over as much of that as I can, as much information on that as I do have. But today we're going to stick with the press conference, stick with the pep rally. I've got Terry McLaurin and John Allen coming up here in a minute. But let's talk about the biggest topic that a lot of people are talking about since the name, since the name change, since the ownership change. And that is the name change uh, potentially happening. Now, Magic Johnson was asked about the name change during an interview he did on the Today Show before the introductory presser actually came out the same day uh, as the owners voted to unanimously pass the approval to, to sell the team. And during that interview with, on the Today Show, Magic said, quote, 
I think everything's on the table, especially after this year. We'll see where we are with the name, but I can't say that right now. We're going to spend this year understanding what we have in place, and then I'm sure that'll come up. The commanders, the name of the team will eventually will come up eventually, but right now we got enough work to do that will keep us busy, end quote. Now, a lot of people ran with that, and what they what they really took away was, I think everything's on the table, especially after this year. That's it. That They cut it off right there and said, boom, after the season, the commanders are going to consider changing the name. What they did, what they also did is discounted the rest of what Magic said, which is, I'm sure it'll come up, but we've got plenty of things on the table. We've got plenty of things to talk about that are going to keep us busy. Basically, what I took away from Magic Johnson's comments was it was a more intelligent, fancier way of saying, I can't confirm that, but I also can't deny it. That's essentially what that boils down to. Now, does not mean the team won't change the name? No, it doesn't mean they won't change the name. It just also doesn't mean that they're going to change the name or that they're even going to seriously consider changing the name. It just means they will have that conversation. Uh, at some point in time. But what I don't, well, what I, I don't want to say what I don't want, but what I wouldn't prefer, what I wouldn't like to see is a bunch of commanders fans, especially locked on commanders, listeners, viewers, get super excited, start, you know, saying, you know, it's coming, it's going to come. Like we kind of said, the sale of the team was going to come. And when we started saying that, there was reason to believe that it was actually going to happen. Right now, because of the comments that are being made, is it possible that the name gets changed? Absolutely. Is there a reason to believe it will get changed? I don't think we're there yet. So I would just like to temper expectations of that because I don't want to see you guys get uh, either hurt or angry, right? Because sometimes we take those, we read between the lines and we turn that into expectation and then it turns into, well, they led us to believe the name would be changed. But in actuality, that's not what Magic said on the Today Show. Josh Harris, of course, when he got his chance to speak to the media on Friday, uh, to the local media on Friday, he did meet with media in Minnesota after the sale or after the vote was approved. He did get asked, of course, about the name change again, and here's what he said. He said, quote, we've got to get the team ready to win football games. We've got to go. Uh, we've got to get out in the community and start to pay it forward, and we've got to change the stadium, right, and change the fan experience. We've got to change the fan experience, and right now that's got to be things like ingress and egress and food. So our three priorities are those, and that's what we're focused on right now, end quote. So, again, Josh Harris, non-committal, not even, honestly, he didn't even go as far as Magic did, where he said, someday we'll talk about it. He just said, we've got a lot of other things to worry about before the name change, and that includes the stadium experience, the fan experience, fan engagement. Uh, I think it should be exciting that he says ingress and egress, because you know what? There's only so much they can do, honestly, with FedEx Field. It kind of is where it is. The infrastructure kind of is what it is. But when you talk about developing a new stadium, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, the fact that your new owner already is acknowledging, we need to talk about ingress, we need to talk about egress, we need to talk about food, the food presence of, of, of FedEx Field or of the stadium, we need to talk about the fan experience. All these things shows you that what he has in mind is for your enjoyment, and, and when you're on the grounds, he wants to make sure that you are taken care of. So basically, it's like asking our parents for a PS6 You're right when it's coming out, and they said, maybe, maybe we'll get it for you. It's not a yes, it's not a no, could happen, I just wouldn't go you know, buying all your PS6 games uh, just yet. So that's kind of the whole thing about the name change. Of course, it's going to come up again, pro probably not during the season, right? I don't think it's going to come up a lot during the season, but after the season, certainly it'll probably come up again. And if they do a postseason, uh, you know, some owners do a postseason press conference, some owners don't. But if this one does, which I feel like they probably will, I'm sure it'll come up again. Or if they do some town halls, right? Uh, some owners will do town hall meetings with fans. And if they do that, then, you know, I'm sure you guys will ask them about it again, which is fair. But for right now, the answers that we're getting are just very, very non-committal. The good news is they're non-committal either way. Like they're not saying no; they're just not saying yes. So I just wanted to put that out there, make sure that we're tempering our expectations for now. If we get 
words on the wind that it's really going to move forward. Just again, when people say this means that they're going to do it, make sure you go in, make sure you look for the full quote or come to guys like me because that's kind of my job. I find the full quote for you and I make sure that we talk about it in its totality. Don't just take a sentence and run with it, right? Uh, So speaking of the new stadium, Josh Harris, of course, asked about the new stadium. He said, quote, when you have guests in your house, you treat them well. You don't have couches that are broken. You don't have TVs that aren't working. So we've got to get after all that. And that's what we're focused on right now. As far as the stadium experience, long run, we would love to have a stadium where the opposing players fear to come and our fans love to come and our players love to come and feel welcome. That's what I experienced at RFK. And whatever, ha- whatever happens with the stadium, that's the kind of stadium experience I want to create. So no broken couches, which means good seats. Not just good seats when you're sitting, but Josh, good seats above. Let's not have water falling on people, right? Broken TVs. They're already upgrading the video screens at FedEx, but of course, you can expect the new stadium. You know, look, new stadiums these days, they always have the highest and the most, the newest tech and all that stuff. Uh, who knows? By then, we might have 3D video boards that you can have and you can have like John Allen coming out at you from the 50 yard line while you're sitting in your stadium uh, seat, comfortable and eating your nachos or whatever. Um, also talked about things like food concessions earlier. I think that's 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 huge. Um, I can tell you already, I don't know if it's a sign of things to come for the future, but the press box food uh, on Friday, better than I've had uh, the entire time I've been to FedEx before. So if that's a sign of things to come, then it's, it's a good sign of things to come. Terry McLaurin, John Allen met with fans. Uh, at the pep rally after the press conference. So I've got a clip of that I want to share with you guys. I'm going to do that here in just a minute. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm going to share that with you. Thanks to our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs because today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Once you get your job posted, throw the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders. Your first listen or view of the day every day or since you're coming back. We've got a brand new mailbag dropping on Tuesday. One day before I will be out at Ashburn in Ashburn attending the first training camp practice open to the media. So if you want to throw in your submission, a question for uh, before training camp, uh, do that in the YouTube comments on Twitter, email or send them to me directly via text by going to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. And while you're at it, please throw a like down on this video so that other commanders fans will get access to it just like you did. So 
We're going to get to the secondary training camp preview here in just a moment. But before we do that, I do want to share some comments from Terry McLaurin and John Allen when they met with fans at the pep rally following the ownership introduction press conference on Friday. Awesome. All right, so Terry, people are excited to see you, right? New offensive coordinator here. How are you feeling about the, that new addition to the team? Man, I'm feeling really excited. First of all, I want to thank everybody for coming out here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's a great day to be a commander, man. It's a great day to be a fan of Washington. Uh, I just got to meet with the, the new ownership group, and you guys should be excited for the future here. So. It starts on Tuesday, man, and we're excited to go. So we got EB, we got some great additions, and uh, we're ready. First of all, awesome. I'm ashamed of y'all. You know why y'all love Terry? Because he played offense. Well, you know what? <laughs> offense sells tickets, but defense win your championship. We don't get it done to draw that. So, John, how you feeling, man? You just met with the new owner. You're at the press conference. How'd that go? Press conference went well? It went good. I can honestly say I've waited seven years to see the fan base like this. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I don't think people understand how serious this community and this fan base is about football. Yeah. People really don't know, but I really think this year, we're going to really show the world something this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're super excited for what you guys are going to be doing this year. Can't wait for training camp. Make sure you guys go out, go out to training camp in Ashburn, yeah. right? Yeah. Why these boys support them out there? We got the bleachers waiting for you in Ashburn. We got free waters waiting on you for Ashburn. You get in free when you get to Ashburn. So ain't no excuses. All the excuses you had over the year, they gone. All right, give these boys a round of applause. They're busy, man. Get out of here. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming out. Appreciate it. All right, so that was Terry McLaurin and John Allen uh, addressing fans at the pep rally on Friday after the new ownership group's introductory press conference, also dropping over the weekend a statement from Dan and Tanya Snyder, the former owners of the Washington Commanders, who said, quote, we congratulate the Harris ownership group on yesterday's unanimous league approval of their purchase of the Washington Commanders. We are proud to have built the most diverse leadership group of any NFL team, including having the highest representation of women underrepresented groups, and the first full-time black female coach in league history. We are immensely grateful to the best fans in football, the commanders faithful for the passion and unwavering support they have shown for this team and those who represented it on and off the field. From the players who battled every week for that extra inch to those who worked behind the scenes to enhance every facet of the organization, we thank you for your hard work, dedication, and commitment to our team, fans, pursuit of excellence, and most importantly to each other. Being stewards of this historic organization for the last quarter century has been the privilege of a lifetime. When we purchased the team nearly 25 years ago, Dan was quoted as saying, quote, I'm a fan, a huge fan. It's that simple, end quote. That is as true today as it was then. During our next chapter, we are looking forward to spending time with, with family and devoting our energy to the causes that matter very much to us, including furthering our longstanding support of breast cancer research. End quote. And speaking of the players that are on the field doing things for the Washington Commanders, speaking of Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, their teammates, the secondary. That is our final position group preview that we have to do before training camp gets started again for us Wednesday. Well, I, I will be out in Ashburg Tuesday. We've got a press conference with Ron Rivera and a pre-camp walkthrough, which is a first uh, for me for Washington. So I don't even know what that really entails, but I'm looking forward to it regardless and looking forward to talking to Coach. Uh, so subtexters, if you've got questions for Coach Rivera that you want me to ask, 
shoot them to me over on uh, subtext. Again, if you want to join in on that, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders, and you can text me as well. Uh, and I will see how many of those that I can get asked and answered for you on Tuesday. And then Wednesday is our first practice out at Ashburn, nine o'clock in the morning. We will be out there ready for practice. No pads, but ready for practice. Nonetheless, let's talk about the secondary. So pre-training camp, coming into training camp, who are the starters that we expect? Well, that's going to be kind of a hard question to answer, right? So starting cornerbacks, I think Kendall Fuller uh, is pretty well solidified in there. But then you've got Benjamin St. Juice and Emmanuel Forbes. They've both taken uh, first-team reps in OTAs. Uh, obviously, rookie minicamp, uh, Benjamin St. Juice wasn't there. But OTAs minicamp, I saw Benjamin St. Juice and Emmanuel Forbes both get first-team reps. I expect that to continue at least for the first part of training camp. So Really, right now, the starting corners are Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juice slash Emmanuel Forbes right now. Then you go to the nickel. You go to your slot cornerback, and I've got Benjamin St. Juice slash Quan Martin uh, and really slash Danny Johnson. I've seen Danny Johnson get first-team reps in there uh, as well. So a lot of cornerback situation to figure out still in training camp. Safeties, Cameron Curl and Derek Forrest. Of course, Percy Butler was getting first-team reps while Cam Curl sat out the team portion of OTAs and mini camp so some camp battles and storylines to watch here for the secondary group benjamin st juice Emmanuel forbes Quan martin usage that is going to be honestly the biggest sticking point uh, for what we're looking for during training camp i will be doing episodes on that i'll be doing write-ups on that that is going to be something that we are paying a lot a lot a lot of attention to here in the coming month so that's something obviously we're going to be looking for cam curls uh participation you know if you're taking a page out of the duran Payne 2022 handbook Deron Payne showed up to OTA, showed up to minicamp, and he participated in individual drills, uh, position group drills. But when it came to team drills, 7-on-7, 11-on-11, he did not participate in that. Uh, stood on the sidelines, supported his teammates, got the mental reps, but he did not get the physical reps. We saw Cam Curl do the same. Both players were playing on expiring contracts. Both players won in new deals. Um, so we think that essentially it's a, the same situation. Um, so Cam Curl, if he follows the Deron Payne trend, well, in training camp, there's not going to be any issues. Once training camp came around, Deron Payne, not that there were issues before, right? But Don Payne, Deron Payne participated in individual drills, group drills, and then he participated in the team drills as well, getting ready for the season, end up having a career year and got himself a new deal. So if Cam Curl is going to follow the Deron Payne handbook, we expect him to be a full participant uh, as his health allows him to be knock on wood that it doesn't limit him. At all during training camp. And then, of course, talking about the rookie contracts, this isn't really a training camp storyline, but this is something that I want to follow up from our mailbag last week uh, was asked about the Emmanuel Forbes, Quan Martin contracts. They hadn't been signed yet and whether or not we should be concerned. I mentioned there in the episode that most likely what this was, was that the players, the contracts or the agents, the team had agreed to. And that I'm talking about the team, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew had agreed to pay out their bonuses within 15, 30 days, what have you, uh, of having their contracts signed. And again, Dan Snyder not wanting to foot the bill for those rookie bonuses for a team that he's not going to own anymore. So they had to wait until uh, Josh Harris was officially uh, in ownership of the team. And you saw those deals get done while we're at FedEx Field, the reports coming out, but those contracts were signed. So I feel confident that that was the reason. Uh, maybe I'll ask him about it. Maybe I won't ask him about it. I don't really like to get in these guys' pockets too much, but we might ask him just say, you know, you know, talk about it. I mean, look, their, their bonuses and their salaries are public knowledge. So. I guess it's not really getting into their pockets too much, but might ask them about it on, on Wednesday uh, if we get the opportunity. So speaking of questions that we might ask people, burning question for the secondary group, uh, who starts opposite Kendall Fuller and in the slot? Again, that cornerback trio, uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Forbes, almost said Emmanuel Fuller, Emmanuel Forbes, Quan Martin, and of course the veteran, the more veteran, uh, Benjamin St. Juice. That is going to be the burning question for the secondary. Like if healthy, 
Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, their spots are good. They're they're locked in. They're not going anywhere. If healthy, Kendall Fuller clearly looks like he's the guy outside, uh, the number one guy outside. So really, it's just a matter of how are we going to mix in these other three cornerbacks. And really, I kind of look at this as the wide receiver and running back group situation on offense where the matchup is going to dictate the usage unless there is one or two guys that just are clearly head and shoulders uh, above the others. Like if Emmanuel Forbes comes out and just looks like a Hall of Famer right off the bat, then okay, he's going to get the job. Or if Benjamin St. Juice comes out and says, look, that guy's obviously a rookie. Let him grow. I'll run the point. Uh, then he'll get the job. But you look at last season, Terry McLaurin himself, you know, the, the, the legend in the making, 15 plus snaps snaps in the slot in week seven, eight, and nine, but only single digit snaps in the slot every game from week 10 to 13. So again, matchup dictating where he's lining up, when he's getting on the field, who's getting on the field against Brian Robinson Jr. last year at 25 plus snaps six times in nine weeks after coming back from his injury. Antonio Gibson had 25 plus snaps seven times in that exact same stretch. So again, depending on who had the better matchup, who was playing better, who was running better, that's who got on the field. I really kind of look at this trio of, of cornerbacks and say that's really what it's going to be based on. If we're playing a really big athletic type uh, slot receiver, then you might see Benjamin St. Juice in, in the slot more Emmanuel Forbes playing outside. If we're playing a more shifty type of guy, then you might see Quan Martin out there, again, unless somebody separates themselves during training camp. So you can't help but wonder if Kendall Fuller has a slow start. He did have a little bit of a slow start, got beat up against Philadelphia Eagles last year. Will that impact how the play happens, that's not something we're going to answer during training camp, but it's something that uh, I know I'm going to be looking out for during the course of the season. Facts and stats and rankings for the secondary group coming up as we wrap up this final position group preview on Locked On Commanders. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Maybe over some uh, interesting facts and stats from 2022 with the secondary group. Uh, last year, secondary held opposing teams to fewer than 200 net passing yards 11 times in the 2022 NFL season. Uh, a very, very high number of efficiency for the secondary group. Benjamin St. Juice, we've already talked about him a little bit, but just want to emphasize, showed value last year by starting the year in the slot, especially training camp, moving back outside to help replace William Jackson III. And then when he was lost, lost to injury, we really kind of saw the lack of depth uh, in the Washington Commanders secondary, which is what I think helped inspire the two draft picks spent uh, on the on those positions. Cam Curl last year maximized his versatility by playing 100-plus snaps last season inside the box, in the slot, and in coverage as a free safety. Each, each of those positions, he played at least 100 snaps last year. 
and in the process earned the best, the second best or the best graded season of his career, rather, sorry, on PFF 82.9. And it was the second highest graded safety in the NFL uh, among those that played 300 or more snaps, according to PFF. And then finally, are either Cam Curl or uh, Derek Forrest right for your fantasy individual defensive player slot? Not every league has them. My league has them, but none of them do. If you do have them, uh, then the number one safety in individual defensive performance or player rankings, according to Fantasy Pros, is Derwin James, and he is IDP number 10. So the best-ranked safety is the 10th best individual defensive player. Uh, Cam Curl is safety number 14, according to Fantasy Pros, IDP 54, which basically means unless you're in a 54-team league, probably not drafting Cam. Uh, Derek Forrest is safety 28, IDP 107. So again, unless you're taking a really wicked flyer, uh, or you're in a super, super killer league, you're not going to want to take these guys in fantasy. Uh, the number one cornerback in IDP is a CJ Gardner-Johnson, and he is IDP 49. Uh, so, you know, even the best corner, honestly, you're not going to want to take for your IDP player. No Washington corners ranked in the top 166 of IDPs, according to Fantasy Pros. But we look at pro football focuses, NFL player uh, rankings, not fantasy, actual game. Rankings, Cam Curl is the 20th ranked safety, according to PFF, with them saying, quote, a breakout star at the position. Curl doesn't stuff the traditional stat sheet, but consistency is the name of his game. He missed only four tackles on the season and posted just two game grades below 60. Washington found a gem in Curl in the seventh round of the 2020 NFL draft, and he's become an important cog in a very good coverage unit. End quote. CBS Sports ranked the top 10 safeties. Cam Curl, not one of them, but he was an unranked honorable mention on the list and of course if he has another really great season this year like he did last year could certainly see him making the top 10 lists of uh, pff and of cbs sports moving forward in his career moving forward in the week coming up tomorrow again we've got another mailbag episode so if you want to get in a question for that mailbag pre-training camp drop it in the youtube comments email them to locked on commanders at gmail.com hit me on twitter at dharrison82 or text me directly via subtext as always i want to thank you for making locked on commanders your first listen or view of the day every day and every dares greatly appreciate you coming through on a consistent basis like you do especially during this dead period guys that period's over we are done with the dead period because we got a mailbag tomorrow that's not dead period so if that's stuff you commanders fans want to know that's not dead period and then wednesday i am out of ashburn at training camp again wednesday's episode will drop Wednesday after practice. I will be uh, as soon as practice is done. We'll talk to the players on the field. We'll do our podiums. As soon as all that is done, I'm going to hit one of the rooms in Ashburn, set up all my recording equipment, and I'm going to record an episode for you, edit it, put it up right away before I ever leave Ashburn. So while you're watching it premiering, I will be driving home uh, from Ashburn. So by all means, text me. Let me know what you think uh, of the episode as you do. And that's how we're going to do it all throughout training camp. So Thursday practice, same thing. Friday practice, same thing. Uh, so we'll be doing it that way. So a little bit of a shift in the publishing schedule, right? Because of it, uh, but we will we will get it and you'll get the freshest. So every episode you see from me, that will be from that day's practice, the freshest uh, input you can get uh, as well. Be tracking camp battles, be doing all that stuff. Uh, and again, every and subtexters, remember, just like OTA's mini camps, I'll be texting you guys live during the practices, all that stuff, and letting you know what kind of what's happening uh, in real time. And then of course you can catch the episode. So if you want to get in on that fun as well. Join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. It's about to get going. Things are about to get busy. And I want to thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. If you've got anything else you want to discuss with me, hit me up on Twitter at dharrison82. 
82. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time right here for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.